In this episode, we'll take a break from our series on Rails 3.1 and take a look at Rescue. This is a great way to handle background jobs. Now, I've covered several of these background processing, uh, messaging, queuing engine type things in the past, but uh, they're all a little bit different and they serve different needs, and Rescue is no exception. So at the end of this episode, I'll give you some tips on choosing the right uh, background job tool uh, to fit your given needs. But for now, let's dive into Rescue and see how to apply it to a Rails app. Now this is the application we'll be working with. It's sort of a code sharing snippet site, sort of like Pasty, where you just give it a name, type in some source code, and then when you click post snippet, it will just give you a page with that code and all pretty syntax highlighting and everything. Now to keep things simple, this syntax highlighting here is actually handled by an external web service, uh, which will be what we want to move into a background job. Let me show you the code. So if you take a look at the create action of our snippets controller, you can see right here is where the syntax highlighting happens. And we're using this external service called uh, Pigments App Spot. And this is set up to, by uh, Trevor Turk, so special thanks to him for this. And basically it's just an easy way to uh, do syntax highlighting without using a local dependency. So we just make a post request to that yeah, specific URL, pass it the code in the language, and then update our snippet with the new syntax highlighted uh, source code. Now, whenever you're communicating with external services through a Rails request, it's usually not a good thing because um, those might be slow, and if they take a while to respond, it's going to tie up your entire Rails process and all other requests that are trying to come to it. So it's a good idea to move any external requests into a background process. And this is what we want to do, so let's set up Rescue so we can move this into a Rescue worker. Now Rescue depends on Redis. So our first step is to install Redis, which is a persistent key value store. And Redis is really awesome in itself. So I'll probably do a future episode uh, going into how you can use Redis on its own, but let's use it through Rescue here. Now I highly recommend you install Redis through Homebrew if you have that set up. So you could just do brew, install Redis, and it's just that easy. And then we can start it up by running this Redis server command. I'll just paste that in here. So now with Redis started up, we can add rescue to our gem file in our Rails application. So just call gem rescue and then run the bundle command to install it. Next we have to add the rescue rake tasks. And I like to do that inside the lib tasks directory by creating a custom file inside of here called uh, rescue.rake. And inside of here we need to call require rescue slash tasks so that way it loads up the custom tasks provided in the gem. Another step that you may or may not want to do is to load up the Rails environment when you start up the workers. And to do that, you call task uh, rescue setup and then pass in uh, environment. So that way it'll load up the Rails environment when the workers start up. Now this will make it really convenient so you have access to all of your models in the workers. But if you want to keep your workers really light and let as light as possible because this is going to load up the entire Rails environment, you might want to do something custom here. But uh, this will work for our case. So now we have this rake task available to us for starting the workers. So we can call rake rescue work. And we also need to pass in a queue argument into here. And you can either pass the name of a specific queue you want to work on or pass in a star to just represent all the queues and work on any of them. Now the script likely won't output anything, but it is working here. So now that we've got rescue all started up, we can focus on moving this bit of code here into a background process and handling it through a worker. So what we need to do is basically add a job 
to our queue so that is handled by a worker. Now to do that with rescue, you call rescue.nq and then pass it. The first argument here needs to be the class of the worker that you want to use to handle this job. Now we haven't created any workers yet, but let's make one called snippet highlighter. And then we also need to pass in any additional arguments into this call here that we need to pass to our worker. So looking through this code here, what we need to access is our snippet model here. So we could just pass in our snippet here. Now this gets converted into JSON in the background because it's stored in a Redis database. So you don't want to pass in complex objects like full active record models like this. Instead, it's better to pass in simple objects like the snippet ID so that way uh, you can refetch the object on the worker side. So we just basically now need to create that worker and move all this code into it. Now I like to create workers inside a custom workers directory in the app directory. So in here I just like to make a new folder called workers and then make a new worker into here called snippet highlighter. So, uh, we could also store it in the lib directory, but this way it's automatically loaded and already in our load path in Rails. And what a worker is, is basically just a class. So we can create a new class here and it just has to have two requirements. One is that it has to have a queue a class level instance variable here. You can set this to whatever you want to name the queue. In this case, it could be uh, snippets queue. And, you know, that's just so that you can limit exactly which queues given workers handle and so on. Uh, and another thing it needs in here is a class level method called perform. And that needs to take the same arguments that you passed in to the NQ method. In this case, it's the snippet ID. So given that snippet ID, we can fetch our snippet model, snippet.find, snippet ID, and then basically repeat whatever we did in the controller back there. And then we just have to change these two local variables. And that's it. So now it'll just repeat exactly what we did in the controller, but this time in a background worker process. So now let's try this out and cross our fingers. Hopefully it'll work. Let's make a new snippet, post our snippet, and notice right now it doesn't have syntax highlighting because uh, it's going to do the syntax highlighting in the background. So when we hit reload, hopefully it will add the syntax highlighting and it's not working. So let's try to debug this. One thing that I really like about Rescue is that it has a web interface, it's actually a Sinatra app, that makes it really easy to monitor all the jobs and manage them. So to do to start that up, you could just call rescue web and that'll launch the web interface. And so here's what it looks like. And as you can see, our queues are listed and it looks like we do have one failed job. So if we check that out, uh, we get a nice error message here, uninitialized constant snippet highlighter. So for some reason it's not finding that class, I'm guessing because I started up the rake task before I actually created the snippet highlighter class. So let me try restarting that rake task and see if it works. So we'll stop our worker queue here and restart it. And then let's try going to our failed job here and hitting retry and going to our overview. And it doesn't say another failure. So that may have just worked. Well, let's try this out. Going back to our snippet here, hit reload. And now it's color highlighted. So that works great. Let's try it again one more time just to make sure this works here. Post a snippet. And right now it's not highlighted, but if we hit reload, uh, let's try it again. 
Sometimes it takes a second. There it goes. Uh, now it's highlighted. So this is really great. Now we have Rescue all set up, handling any jobs that we throw at it. But what I want to know, and what you probably do too, is how can you embed this awesome interface, awesome admin panel here, into your Rails app so you don't have to start it up and manage yet another separate process? Well, I looked into it, and it's actually crazy easy to do because Rails 3 is so good at handling rack applications, and Sinatra is just another rack app. We can just call mount and then pass in the server. The rack app in this case is rescue server and then pass in where we want it to be mounted at. In this case, we want it to be at slash rescue. So now it will be mounted inside of our Rails application. And this is not specific to Rails 3.1. I'm actually in a Rails 3.0 app here. However, one thing we need to do is make sure our rescue server is loaded. So inside the gem file where you have your rescue gem, just add a require option and pass in rescue slash server in here just to make sure it loads up uh, the server portion of that as well. So now you just have to restart your application and go to the slash rescue URL there. And voila, there's our admin panel being hosted through Rails. Uh, so it's all on that same uh, process here. Pretty awesome. Now, but very likely you don't want this to be publicly available. So how do you add some authentication to uh, keep the bad guys out? Now, if you're using something like devise, this is pretty easy with a call to an authenticate method. And you can pass in an argument such as admin and pass in a block and then move that mount call into that block. But if you're not using device, it's also fairly easy to add some HTTP basic authentication. And to do that, I like to create a new initializer. So under the config initializers directory, let's make a new file here called rescue auth. And in here you do something like this, where you call use on the rescue server, which is a rack app, and you're basically adding uh, some basic HTTP authentic authentication here and making sure the given user or password matches. And you can customize this to match any given username or password and add more logic in here if you want. You probably want to move the secret outside of this file, maybe in some kind of external config file that's not in the uh, repo. So now after we restarted our application and try to reload this admin panel here, you notice I get um, authentication dialog box. If I type in the wrong password, ask me for it again, type in the word secret, and then it lets me access the uh, the panel here. So there's some simple HTTP authentication. Well, that's all I have for you today on Rescue. Uh, so now how do we choose between this and the many other background processing tools out there? Well, one of the big benefits I think of Rescue is this right here, this admin interface where you can monitor all the queues and uh, retry the failed queues and so on. It's just really easy to see what's currently going on in all of the queues. Another nice big benefit is that, well, GitHub uses Rescue, and they handle a very heavy load, so you know that this is really well tested in that area, and it's also going to be well supported by uh, many others. Now, if the Redis dependency is a problem for you, I highly recommend you check out Delayed Job. Uh, this is probably the easiest solution because it just uses your Active Record database to manage the job queue, and you can just toss it in. However, uh, it does require that it loads the Rails environment for all the workers. So if you want to keep your workers light, this may not be the best solution. Now both rescue and delay job do polling on the queue, which means there might be a slight delay between when a job is added to an empty queue and when it can actually be processed. Uh, this is why I like Beanstalk for things that need to be a little bit faster when you expect to often have an empty queue. 
maybe you're creating some kind of online game where you want to respond as fast as possible. Since Beanstalk doesn't actually use a polling mechanism and actually uh, handles it through a, a push event, then it knows that something's been added to the queue and can process it instantly. So uh, check out Beanstalk and Stalker if that sounds interesting to you. Well, that wraps up this episode on Rescue. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next week.